If you will open your Bibles to Acts 13. Acts 13. We're going to be jumping around in, in the Word today. But what we're going to be talking about, everything lines up. Everything lines up. And in your books, your Acts study books will be on page 69, 69 on your Acts study books. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, whose name was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Maonin, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. So there were five. And I want you to underline this in, in your Bible. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Ministering to the Lord and fasted. What is ministering to the Lord? Ministering to the Lord is prayer, is praise. When you praise, when you pray, that is a sweet-smelling aroma that comes from here to the nostrils of God. That's ministering to the Lord. You can minister to the God of all creation simply by your prayer and by your praise. That's how you minister to the Lord. And in our book, it says, in Antioch, the prophets and teachers fasted and prayed, seeking God's direction for the church. The next three words are key. The next three words say, while they waited on God. While they waited on God. We've said this before a bunch. We are not a McDonald's style thing. It's not just, hey, I said it, I want it right now. There's waiting in those times. While they waited on God, the Holy Spirit gave direction. Thus, beginning the missionary ministry, which eventually took the gospel to the whole world. Godly leaders rely on God for direction and the empowering of their lives in ministry. Disciplined, fasting, and constant prayer are a proven means for this, and such are mandatory in the lives of leaders. Today I wanted to hit on, because this is the last Sunday of 2021, we are moving into 2022. As a church, we are partnering with Bishop Wallace and we are doing the 100 days fast. So I wanted to touch, and, and I actually didn't search for it, it was next up, actually. Cool how God works, right? No mistake in anything, nothing's happenstance, it lines up. 
that this section would come up to where we're going to talk about fasting a little bit this morning and the importance of fasting. As we see here from our text and our book, fasting is a mandatory practice in the lives of leaders. When you read that, you may think to yourself that the word leader means leadership of the church or leaders within the church, you may be thinking. I have no specific or, or, or just, just leadership in, in, in the church. I'm sorry. I'm going to get away from this for a minute. I'm just going to talk. But you may be thinking, okay, well, it says leader. So that means that doesn't apply to me because it, it, it says leadership, leaders. Actually, it does apply to every Christian because we are called what? To go out into the world and preach the gospel and lead those to Christ. So every person who calls themselves a disciple of Jesus is in fact a leader because that is your role to lead people. So guess what? Nobody in here gets to get out of it. <laughs> Nobody does because everybody here is a leader. So when we humble ourselves and bring our flesh into submission through fasting, it pulls on the attention of God. You are showing your willingness to give up all and show that I am desperate for your presence and need you to make a move. If y'all remember last week, as Pastor Aaron said, your desperation will bring forth movement in your life. Your desperation will bring forth movement in your life. How many, if you feel comfortable, how many by a show of hands have ever been to that point of desperation where you're like, all right, God, I don't care what I gotta do, I'm gonna do it, because I gotta have you move. When you hit that point in your life, if you haven't, you will. When you get to that point in your life, it comes by prayer and fasting. It's when you really want to pull on those strings. There, I'm sorry, y'all. My, my, my head's with Mike today. So I apologize if I'm a little not as smooth. But if you turn to Matthew 17... I got several scriptures lined up about fasting I want to talk about. So Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. <laughs> Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon 
And it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then here's the key. The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, nothing will be impossible for you. However, underline that in your Bible, highlight it, whatever you got to do. Verse 21, the first word, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So, and, and this is all in red letters. Jesus is telling this to his disciples. What he's saying is, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain and it's got to go. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. But those come by prayer and fasting. The importance of fasting is very real, very real. You may say, I don't really have anything I'm desperate about that I need to fast for. Yes, you do. There is something there. If you don't have a desperate need right now, somebody else does. But the one thing I have found out, we have found out in our lives as a married couple is even though we may not have anything desperate at that moment that we need to fast about, I promise you this, somewhere within that year, something comes up where I needed that time and then I jump in a fast again. Because that preemptive strike, shall we call it, of fasting at the beginning of the year, it may ward off some demons and devils that are coming your way. That if you don't, not saying they will, but they could get to you. I don't mean that as in like a fear tactic. Sorry. Um, I, don't, I don't mean that. But for prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting ward off the attacks of the enemy. But it's very careful that in the midst of your fasting, in the midst of prayer, do not let pride sneak in to your fasting. And then it become more of a ritualistic activity than a humble seeking of God, desperation for a move of God. Because y'all, in, in humility, God will bless. In humility, God will bless, but in pride, he will not. Let's turn to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, we're going to see an example of this. Luke chapter 18, verses 10 through 13. This is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So here we find out where Jesus talks about pride. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust adulterers, 
or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So in the process of fasting, it's not something to do so you can hang a badge on your wall saying, I am holy and I'm spiritual and I fast. Because if that's what you're doing, hey, guess what? You start a really cool diet for the first of the year. Because that's all you're doing. And I've heard it say, you might as well just stop and get you something good to eat because you're not doing anything productive in the kingdom. You're really not. When you fast, it is important to pray. When you fast, it is important to read. When you fast, it is important to keep your focus on God throughout the day. And uh, next week, I plan on trying to dive into this a little bit deeper because I, I believe it's very important and I haven't got all the answers yet, so I don't want to dive off fully into it. But in Matthew 4, and if you want to read ahead for next week, feel free to. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. And Luke 4, verses 1 through 13. Luke 4, verses 1 through 13. We see in these two instances, this, this is the same story, okay? This is the same story. This is when, after Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist, then the Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. In this temptation, of course, we see what? The devil there, and he is, he is coming after him. And the wording is very interesting in both sections. That's why I want to dig into it a little bit more. Because in the midst of this 40-day and 40-night fasting, he is being tempted. But when he is at his weakness, his weakest, his physical body, when he is at its weakest, that's when the Bible actually says what the devil says to tempt him. So just my preliminary, from what I read from this, the whole 40 days and 40 nights he was being tempted, but it's not said what he was tempted with. It just says that he was tempted in every way as we. But at the end of the 40 day and 40 night, when he's at his weakest, that's when the devil really came at him with the good stuff. Bow before me, all those good things. I won't go into it all because we'll do it next week. But the reason I say it's important to stay focused is for this very reason, because every time the devil came at him when he was at his weakest, what did Jesus do? He quoted scripture to him and he rebuked him. So in the midst of your fasts, I know you understand this, but don't think it's going to be easy because it will not. In the midst of your fast, the devil will throw everything he can at you to get you off your game. That's why it is important to not just fast, but it is important to pray and to read. That's why it is important 
to go back there to the booth, get you a sheet, and start reading your Bible. Yes, I'm plugging, getting through the Bible in a year. I am. I'm plugging in it. Because this right here is important. Every bit of it. Even the begots, begot, 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 begot. Man, it wears me out when I get to that section. I'm like, God, cool. I'm glad all these people begot all these people. But it's important. I haven't quite figured out why, but it is. Gives you lineage. It helps you track stuff. It's in there for a reason. But it's important that while you fast, you read. It is important that while you fast, you pray. That's why this hundred hours, minutes, that's why this is so significant. Because when you pray, when you fast, is what the Bible said, right? That's how these things come. Mountains will be moved by prayer and fasting. Not just by prayer, not just by fasting, but by prayer and fasting. And isn't it funny that there's two of them? There's two of them, prayer and fasting. And when there's two, there's what? A witness. Isn't that cool how the Bible is and how it works? I mean, I'm such a nerd. I love it. It's so cool. Nothing is by mistake in the Word. Absolutely nothing. And it's important that we pay attention and find it. And find it. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here in the mornings. I know it's not easy. It's not. But thank you for being here. And today, remember our brother. Remember our brother. Remember all those who need a touch from God. As we go throughout this service, remember that we still do serve a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And it's in these days where he is going to pour out his spirit upon what? All flesh. Mike is going to be healed. Mike is going to come through those doors and worship. It's going to happen. I know it. I believe it. We've seen too much for it not to happen. But it's important to know that when it does, it came by prayer and fasting. Father God, Lord, we thank you for today. God, thank you for this time in your word. Thank you, Father God, that you once again, Father, through your word have proven to us your love and your faithfulness. Father God, I pray right now, Lord, for the rest of our service, God, that goes on today. I pray right now, God, for our pastors. Father, I pray for a fresh anointing. I pray, God, for a fresh word. I pray, God, right now that you will fill them with power and with might as they come to minister to us today. Father, for every person that comes on this property, Lord, I pray that you will move on their behalf whether it's a healing, whether it's salvation, whether it's a healing of the mind, of the body. Father, I pray for them right now, God. Lord, every person who has a need, God, I pray, Lord, that you will meet it today. Father, we love you and we praise you, God. We thank you, Father, for everything that you have done 
on our behalf. Father, I pray right now, Lord, for each and every individual person that is here today, God, as we enter in this season of fasting and praying and seeking your face, God. Lord, I come before you right now, God, and humbly ask that you will move in each situation, God. Lord, I pray that right now, God, you will move in this country. I pray, God, that you will move in our churches. I pray, God, and I ask and I seek, Lord, for the great outpouring, Lord, that is coming. Lord, allow us to be ready. Allow us, God, to be ready for what is coming, God, of your glory. Allow us to seek and find you, God. We love you. We praise you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we ask all these things. Amen and amen.